Hello, sexy. Welcome back to another short erotic sex story by Lala's Bedtime Tales. <laughs> Your favorite naughty podcast host is just dropping in with a few announcements for Lala's Bedtime Tales. Like always, please show me some love by rating and reviewing my podcast. As an erotic writer and storyteller, I am always interested in feedback and knowing your thoughts on the stories I share with you all. For those of you who love Lala's Bedtime Tales erotic stories, be sure to check out the episode notes to join my Facebook group, Lala's Sexual Liberators. (laughs) We have so much fun in there. This group is a community of people interested in learning about sexual health, education, and owning their sexuality. A lot of them enjoy erotic storytelling as much as you do. In this group, we have a lot of fun with different activities, five days a week, prizes, and discussions about everyone's favorite topic, sex. So join this fun community of sexual liberators. Be sure to add me on Instagram at Lala's Bedtime Tales so you'll get more erotic content, sex advice, dating tips, and sexual health information. Every month, there will be a fun giveaway to aid all your sexy erotic needs and sexual liberation journey. Also, if you want easy access to all things sexy and Lala's Bedtime Tales, then subscribe to Lala's Bedtime Tales mailing list. You can find the link in the episode notes. Lastly, be sure to subscribe to my podcast so you'll be alerted every time there's a new sexy audio erotic tale for you to listen to and enjoy for your pleasure. Enjoy this week's very sexy, very hot summer sex story that will have you in need of a shower and playtime with your favorite shower head. (laughs) Support for today's episode of Lala's Bedtime Tells Erotic Stories is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Hygiene Bundle for the special man in your life, the Performance Package. Help him join over 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code LALASTALES20 at www.manscaped.com. That's LALASTALES, the number 20, for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. If my math is correct, That's about 10 million clean-shaved balls. So, men, every lady loves a man with good grooming downstairs. Smooth, clean balls is the best way to make a lady want to blow your world with her mouth. Trust me, I once went down on a guy who had a bush and hairy balls that I was picking his pubes out my teeth for what felt like a week. So, if you want to make the lovely lady in your life go to town on you downstairs or for her to prove herself the ultimate throat goat, then start with clean, smooth balls that you can achieve with Manscaped below the waist grooming products. The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived in obsessed is an understatement. 
Inside this package, you'll find the lawnmower, 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold his goodies. Or yours if you steal it, ladies. First off, the lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming, and dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. Ladies, it's so good, I'm thinking of getting one for myself. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. So ladies, say goodbye to this hairy mess on the bathroom floor and sink. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides a proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in his delicate nose holes. Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner is the hygiene routine he needs for his balls. It's like your skin routine, but for his goodies down there. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts for their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring his comfort and boxers to a whole nother level. It's time to take care of the men you love, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code LALASTELLS20. If you want to be a chick magnet, fellas or ladies, do you want your man to up his grooming habits? Then get 20% off and free shipping with the code LALASTELLS20. That's LALASTELLS with the number 20 at www.manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code LALASTELLS20. Unlock yours or his confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. It's time for Lala's Bedtime Tells. Grab your wine, dim the lights, and get ready to listen to an Oh, so sexy bedtime story. I'm Lala, and I want to tell you an erotic story guaranteed to turn you on and get you hot and bothered. So, listen up. Hey there, beautiful. You know what time it is? It's a hot, smut summer. For all my lovely listeners looking to get up to hot girl shit, you've come to the right place. This latest spicy romance is all about scorching hot hookups and messy young romances. So let's take a quick walk down memory lane. Did you ever go to a summer sleepaway camp? Or did you visit somewhere away from home every summer where you had crushes or friends that you may not have had in your hometown? Well, this week's female main character, Valentina Delgado, has run into the issue of falling in love with her summer flame. But Valentina is afraid to profess her love in the fear of ruining years of a great friendship. So. Let's see how our girl Tina handles this predicament 
While being in a place of raging hormones, summer debauchery, and thought summer shenanigans, let's dive right into some very hot girl summer shit. My cheeks hollow as I suck on Ryder's hard, thick, erect dick in the front seat of his Chevrolet pickup truck. My mouth stretches from the base of his manhood to the tip as I drag my tongue up and down his dick. I circle my small hand around the thick girth, stroking him. I tease the tip of his dick by making circles around the head with my tongue. I repeat these motions until his hips are writhing underneath my skilled mouth. Ryder's right hand lays firmly on my head as I inhale his dick to the back of my throat while picking up the pace as I drag my mouth back and forth. His left hand has somehow made it into my denim shorts and his pointer and middle finger massage the pleasure spots in my hot, wet pussy while his thumb lazily swirls my juices around my clitoris. Ryder's skilled fingers make me soak my panties for him while I snatch his soul with my mouth. I gently massage his balls with my fingers as I let him fuck my face. He holds my head down at the perfect angle to satiate his oral sex desires. I feel his balls draw up and hear a growl break from his throat. Hot strings of his spunk hit the back of my throat. I swallow a mouthful of his babies as my legs start to shake from Ryder relentlessly, roughly, fingering me into a mind-blowing orgasm. (gasps) I let out a high-pitched cry, hitting notes like Ariana Grande as some of his calm dribbles down the corners of my mouth. Don't spill a drop of it, babe, Ryder groans, wiping his calm from the corner of my lips and pushing it back inside of my mouth. I swallow the remnants of his semen, Recovering from the aftermath of my own intense orgasm, I sit back in the passenger seat, our eyes colliding, staring into Ryder's flushed face and blown pupils. Ever since I was seven years old, my heart has beaten a unique rhythm for Ryder Madrid. At barely 19, sitting in the front of his pickup truck and peering into those sexy chocolate brown eyes, I swear... My heart still skips a beat. I watch a mischievous smirk cross his beautiful pout as his tongue darts out to lick his middle and pointer finger clean of my comb. A low hum breaks from his throat. He tucks his manhood back into his boxers and basketball shorts and revs his engine back to life. Ryder pulls out of the rest stop and back onto the highway so we can finish our drive to Camp Kuchiawa. For the past three summers, I've been catching a ride with Ryder to the summer camp, where we work alongside one another as camp counselors. This rest stop has become an expected ritual of ours on our way to the camp each summer. With Ryder's hand stroking my bare thigh, I hum along to Jack Harlow, the cool Colorado breeze tickling my flushed cheeks. These trips are heaven on earth for me. Camp Kuchiawa had been my escape from the darkness I survive at home. It's where I met my two best friends, Ryder Madrid and Tatum Cooper. You excited to see Tay-Tay? 
I know if you've missed her, Ryder says, briefly taking his eyes off the road to give me a boyish grin that melts my heart. I nod, closing my eyes and thinking about all the wild, crazy shit we get up to over the summer. It started off as childhood curiosity with Tatum, Ryder, and I showing each other our private parts. To late night junior high games of spin the bottle, to, to losing our virginities together in an awkward threesome before senior year of high school. We are an inseparable trio that no one could understand or break apart. People are always trying to figure out who is dating who in our perfect trio. Yet, we are totally unfazed by people's thoughts of our group's dynamic because we understand our love for one another and how deep it runs. And that's all that matters. Since she's meeting us from her college, I hope she brings all the best booze her fake ID can get her. I say to Ryder, not opening my eyes while toying with his fingers. <laughs> oh, her boobs and dimples will get us all the alcohol in the world. She doesn't need a fake ID. Let the good times roll this summer at Camp Coochie, babe. Ryder jokes with a playful wink bringing laughter to our lips as I shake my head at his immaturity. I open my eyes to still a glance at Ryder's beautiful face, making my stomach plummet. I've never had an issue sharing Ryder with Tatum, but my feelings have changed as I've become older. Ryder is my safe place, my heart and my soul. He protects me from the demons of my past, my present, and I'm sure any that will seek me out in the future. I gift him with my body, he fills my pleasure, and I want him to be my forever person. I snatch my eyes forward, feeling a sharp pain in my chest and queasiness erupt in my stomach. At that moment, I realize I'm in love with Ryder Madrid. But could I choose Ryder over a perfect trio? Because there is Tatum to consider. Tatum possibly standing in the way the other half of my heart. (laughs) I drunkenly laugh as Ryder carries me on his back to the campfire party in the woods. This secret camp counselor kickoff party is one of the many summer camp traditions I look forward to every year with anticipation of arriving at Camp Kuchiawa. All the camp counselors come a day before the campers arrive to get our assignments and begin camp setup tasks. We sneak off to the woods when night falls and the debauchery begins. I jump off Ryder's back, spotting the beautiful Tatum for the first time since arriving at Camp Coochie. Tatum is breathtakingly beautiful. Her flawless terracotta skin shimmers under the starlit sky. And even in a worn crop band tee and cut-off denim shorts, she's the hottest girl around the campfire. My nipples harden, and I feel an electric tug of lust ignite between my thighs as we near Tatum. I shimmy off a rider's back, running jubilantly towards the other half of my heart that I've missed painfully. In my drunken state, I lunge full force at Tatum, knocking the gorgeous Lori Harvey doppelganger to the ground. We giggle, tangled in one another's limbs, greeting each other by playing tonsil hockey until one of us must come up for air. Ryder holds out his hands to both of us, helping us off the ground. Even intoxicated, 
I feel a little envious as Ryder grabs Tay-Tay's small, curvy frame into a big bear hug and swings her around, dipping her to the ground as he kisses her passionately. There are whoops and hollers from the other male camp counselors that deem Ryder one lucky bastard and a sex god. I roll my eyes at the show they're putting on for the crowd, wistfully hugging my arms around my waist. Tatum finally shoves Ryder off of her as his hand slides up her crop-led Zeppelin tee to squeeze her luscious, perky tits. I'd be lying to myself if I said that watching my two beautiful besties fondle each other didn't make me tingle between my thighs. Tatum composes herself by running her fingers through her hair to tame the wild waves. She wipes the smudged lipstick off from around her mouth from both Ryder and my kisses. Tatum spins around and grabs the arm of a platinum blonde bombshell, pulling her away from a circle of people, passing a blunt and taking long hits of kefir, tasting euphoria. I step closer to Ryder, whose eyes are glued to Tatum's nice, toned, round ass in her cheeky denim shorts. Ryder and Valentina meet my college bestie, sorority sister, and fuck buddy from time to time, Lennox Stewart. Tatum tipsily giggles, slapping the newcomer's ass. That was quite the introduction. You can call me Rye. I'm Tay-Tay's handsome best friend and consistent summer fling. Women love me, so Tatum can't get enough of me. Ryder boasts, making me sick to my stomach as bile rises in my mouth. I'm unsure if it's from his douchebag cheesy pickup lines or envy due to how he's eyeing the blonde beauty. He lays on the charm even thicker by bringing her hand to his lips and kissing it. Tatum and my eyes meet, and we make loud, fake gagging noises, causing Lennox to giggle. Lennox turns her attention to me. Her long platinum blonde ponytail bounces, gleaming under the moonlight. For a second, I'm taken aback by her beautiful deep blue eyes with unique hues of gray that make me lose my train of thought. She's so beautiful that I can see her luscious lips moving but can't hear a damn thing she's saying. I am no competition when it comes to this bombshell. Lennox fucking Stewart is a fucking knockout. She's so damn sexy that Lennox would make a killing on OnlyFans and oust Bad Baby as a top performer. Gorgeous girl, what's your name? Lennox repeats herself, gently tucking a wavered strand on my raven black hair behind my ear. Valentina Delgado, but everyone calls me Tina. I'm Tay-Tay's other best friend, I quietly say. Lennox gives me a broad smile. She wraps her arms around Tatum's waist sizing Ryder and me like we were the outsiders, not her. I move closer to Ryder, staking my claim by wrapping my arms around his waist. Ryder kisses the top of my head, snuggling into me. Tatum, you are one lucky bitch. Your summer flings are so hot. You have this sexy all-American white boy and a hot Latina mommy. Lennox sasses, nibbling on Tatum's ear. I just hope you guys don't mind sharing Tay-Tay this summer. Lennox continues with a devious wink, seductively running her hands over Tatum's bare stomach. 
Tatum's hazel eyes cloud with arousal, her eyes darkening as Lennox fills her up, making my mouth water with sexual want. I don't even have to look over at Ryder to know his dick will be tinting his pants shortly. Ryder moves out of my hug and begins toying with Lennox's blonde ponytail as if I'm no longer there. Lennox. Ryder practically pants her name as she looks up at him with mischief in her big, beautiful blue-gray eyes. She cuts him off to say, call me Lenny. I cringe at her fake, flirty antics, watching her encounter with the man of my dreams unfold. I feel heat boil to the surface of my skin since I'm so green with envy, but how easily Ryder is drawn to another girl as if his dick wasn't just in my mouth hours ago. Men really weren't shit. Always wanting something new, shiny, and sexy, and not thinking twice about trading in their current model for a new plaything. It's as if men got off from spitting another woman out like a used piece of spearmint gum without giving a second thought to the emotional wreckage they leave behind. Typically, we don't share, but since you've already been playing with Tatum, we'll make an exception. Are you sweet? I love sweet treats. I have chocolate and caramel. I'm not opposed to adding a little vanilla to the rotation this summer. Ryder loudly whispers, running his hands up and down Lennox's shoulders. My mouth falls open, causing my jaw to hit the ground practically. I am raging mad. I knew I'd be outvoted anyway since Ryder would stick his dick in anything and Tatum already hooked up with her. Guys, I think I'm bi or pansexual, Tatum announces, breaking me out of my hateful thoughts of ways to destroy Miss Lenny Stewart this summer. What does that even mean? Does it mean you'll no longer be taking my cock? Ryder whines, scratching his head. All thoughts of seducing Lennox forgotten? Leave it to Ryder, a 19-year-old boy, to think about his dick instead of Tatum confiding in us about her possible sexual identity. Ryder, your dick is the only dick I take, which makes me think after hooking up with Lenny and having romantic connections to others that aren't hetero cisgender men that I might be queer, Tatum says, shrugging her shoulders unsure of herself. Lennox smiles, giving Tatum's hand a comforting squeeze and a sweet peck on the cheek. Not wanting to be outdone by this new bitch, I exclaim, Tay-Tay, that's great. I think it's amazing you're finding yourself off at college. Plus, we've always had a tender spot for each other, so it's not surprising. I break Lennox's hold on Tatum to hug her, not only to let her know that I accept her for who she is, but because I need her warmth and calming vanilla scent to soothe the fire in my soul. I wasn't going to let Lennox move in and take my spot in our perfect trio. Fuck! I already had Tatum to compete with for Ryder's attention now. I had Lennox too. This summer may just be the first time I hated my time at Camp Kuchiawa. I take deep breaths. As I embrace Tatum to hold back the tears that threatened the fall. This summer, Tatum hadn't just supplied us with great booze. She supplied us with an outsider that could potentially ruin us as the three amigos.
The lights blaring from the sunrise wake me up the following day. I feel like I'm in a sauna with a hair roughened thigh flung over my hip. I rub the sleep from my eyes, realizing that I'm smushed between Tatum and Ryder's figuratively and literally hot bodies in the bed of Ryder's Chevrolet pickup truck. It seems the three of us crashed in the back of it, snuggled up in the blankets he keeps in the back seat. I break out in goosebumps as small hands squeeze my round, full C-cup breast beneath my baseball tee, while hot kisses trail from the nape of my neck to my shoulder blade. Hmm. I guess these are some of the perks of waking up with two horny, hot best friends pressed to your front and back. Ryder takes the liberty of whipping my baseball tee over my head as he suckles on my neck. I didn't get a chance to feel the slight chill of the Colorado Springs early morning breeze before I'm warmed by the hot pressure of Tatum's mouth, teasing my nipples into a tight, needy, erect bud. When my nipples are painfully hard, erect, and overly sensitive to Tatum's satisfaction, she trails her tongue up my chest to my neck, leaving hot ribbons, a sexual need in her wake as she makes her way to my mouth. Tatum swallows the whimper of pleasure that breaks from my throat as she kisses me roughly, nipping at my bottom lip. Ryder unfastens my denim shorts, easing them down my legs, allowing his fingers the access needed to run them through my slippery, wet folds. I am slammed into a world of pleasure. My soul feels like it's officially left my body as Ryder tears me away from my heated kiss with Tatum to flip me on my back. Ryder and Tatum reach for each other, kissing one another, quickly undressing each other between kisses and putting on an erotic show for me that leaves me oh so hot and oh so bothered. Switch places with Tina Ryder. Lay on your back, Tatum impatiently instructs, sliding a condom from Ryder's jean pocket onto his dick. She begins rubbing herself between her thighs, making my hot wet, core, clench with need. Ryder effortlessly picks me up, laying on his back quickly before impelling me on his hard, thick erection. The stretch of him filling my needy, wet pussy hurts so good as I spread to accommodate his size without warning. A gap of pleasure falls from my lips as I sit on my knees with him, gently rolling his hips, massaging my insides. Without needing instructions or a request, Tatum sits on Ryder's face, and I watch his tongue dart out to lick the inside of her wet pussy. Tatum rides with pleasure as she moves her hips to create a friction that delights her body. I began to thrust my hips, taking Ryder's dick as deep as possible until he bottoms out between my thighs. 
I grind on his pelvis to stimulate my clitoris as I watch Tatum's amazing round, pert titties bounce in circles as Ryder fucks her small frame with his mouth. Watching Ryder eat out Tatum is so hot and so sexy that my mouth waters for a taste of her sweet, sweet pussy too. So I lean down as I ride Ryder's dick to lick, suck, and tug on Tatum's clitoris with my mouth while Ryder fingers her to ecstasy. Tatum screams out unintelligible gibberish as our double-teaming efforts bring her to climax, her legs shaking as we both taste the sweet burst of calm that drips between her thighs. Tatum moves away on shaky legs to not smother Ryder. He grabs my head, crashing it against his mouth as he pounds into me fiercely. Tatum tears me away from Ryder, pushing me into an upright seated position as I meet Ryder thrust for thrust. She begins sensually torturing my breast with her hot, wet mouth, making me see stars as Ryder flings me into an earth-shattering orgasm. I scream out and he growls, pumping into me until he climaxes. We lay in a heap of neck-tangled limbs for a moment as we all catch our breaths. Ryder, we need to hit the shower so we can set up today's athletic activities and sports, Tatum says, breaking our bubble of sexual bliss. Ah, of course. The two college athletes would be over-facilitating the sporting events amongst the camp counselors. Ryder being a baseball player and Tatum being a college soccer star, who knew that debauchery they were getting up to at their universities without me. It made my heart pang, remembering that once we left Camp Kuchiawa, we all led completely separate and different lives at our respective universities. I eased myself off Ryder, missing the feeling of him from between my thighs as I began pulling on my discarded clothing. I hop off the truck bed once I'm fully dressed saying, Laters, guys. Thanks for the amazing good morning. I have to quickly shower, then haul my ass to the fine arts area of Camp Coochie. Tatum hops down beside me, pulling me into a hug. That's awesome. You'll be working with Lenny. Isn't that great? Tatum asks, kissing my forehead. Yeah, so great. I sarcastically exclaimed to my best friend. This summer couldn't get any better. I'll be working alongside my newly found nemesis all summer. Oh, the joy. Gone were the summer camp play days of the Wizard of Oz reenactments. The younger generations wanted to put on renditions of Twilight or The Descendants. The camp director vetoed Twilight for The Descendants. So here I am painting the sets for Oridon, some dreamt up Disney utopia or dystopia, depending on how you look at it, of course. I silently hum to myself as I paint. I love musical theater and plays. I think to myself, reminiscing on my summers, spent in this very makeshift amphitheater performing various summer plays. I hear a beautiful voice bellowing out the lyrics of Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood, realizing I'm not alone. I stand to my full height of 5 foot 2 inches to peer around the room better. 
Just off stage, I see a sexy platinum blonde in a blue checkered sundress with wireless earbuds in her ears, in the zone, sewing away on a brother's machine. I stay hidden behind the curtain, taking in the buxom blonde unbeknownst to her. My nemesis, Lennox fucking Stewart. What could this bitch not do? Beautiful girl with a beautiful singing voice. But as I pay closer attention, she's a stark contrast to our first night meeting. Watching her in her own bubble, she seems jaded, less bubbly, and more authentic. Something about Lennox at that moment is sucking me into her aura, making me want to know more about her. Not wanting. Hell, I needed to know Lennox Stewart's story. I take a deep breath and let myself be known. It takes her a second to realize my presence, causing her to jump. Taken off guard, Lennox's beautiful blue-gray eyes widen in fear. Oh shit, Tina, I was in my own world, Lennox says, sliding her bubbly mask back into place that wasn't there seconds ago. You have a pretty voice, I compliment her with a smile. She shrugs her shoulder, biting down on her full bottom lip, making my mouth go dry with a confusing burst of sexual want. This girl is just naturally sexy without any effort. It is so annoying when vying for the same guy's attention. Thanks. It's not something I share with anyone. I do it to make me feel happier, less lonely. It calms me. Lenny shyly states, her unique gray-blue eyes going wide and her face flustering with humiliation. Sad. What could this gorgeous girl ever be sad about in life? My jealousy begins to recede as I stare at Lennox, empathy tugging at my heartstrings. It's a shame, but I can understand not wanting to share your solace with a world that can be cruel and exploitative, I respond, trying to ease the tension, the tension I created between us, spoiling a potential friendship because I am immaturely jealous of a girl who is as ordinary as me. I try to engage her in conversation by asking, if you weren't at Camp Awa this summer, how would you spend your break from school? Lennox's shoulders slump, her long mascara-coated lashes batting so hard against her flushed cheeks, I swear she could cause a hurricane. Lennox takes a long, deep breath, then sarcastically says, hiding from my beloved mommy, a high-class call girl turned trophy wife, trying to marry me off to a rich man so I'd no longer be her problem, making her more appealing to stepdaddy number six or maybe seven because she'd have less back. Oh, I know all about mommy issues. I don't even think my beloved mommy knows I'm not home because she lives her life at the bottom of alcohol bottles. I say jokingly, feeling a sharp pain in my heart. Lennox sighs in relief and begins sewing again. We spend the rest of the afternoon creating props, painting sets, and bonding over worst mom ever stories. Well, damn. Boy, am I fucking wrong about this girl. I guess you can't judge a book by its cover. Lennox is a seriously dope girl. I now understand why Tatum likes her so much. In the course of an afternoon with a blonde bombshell, we develop a sense of camaraderie. 
Heading back to the cabin that night, I realized the air between us shifted today, leaving me with a million feelings towards her. I don't quite understand. The first month at Camp Kuchiawa passes in a blur of hot, perfect trio hookups, walled off campsite parties, and fun times of organizing artsy activities for the campers with Lennox. Although Lennox has her own demons, no matter how perfect she appears on the surface, she has been my source of the most fun I'd ever experienced during a summer at Camp Coochie. Lennox pushes me to be more extroverted as I push her to be more confident in her musical talents. Whether we are alone or with other camp counselors, we gravitate towards each other, leaving me enthralled by her infectious, gleeful spirit. Tonight was no different. Lennox and I, along with a few other camp counselors, are assigned to chaperone a nighttime moving showing of the Descendants. Lennox and I lay alone in the bed of Ryder's pickup truck under the stars watching the Disney flick. Lennox snuggles closer to me as the night chill begins to settle in, making the butterflies in my stomach uncontrollably flutter their wings. I still glances at her beautiful heart-shaped face, loving how she laughs carefree along with the kids at different parts of the movie. Her eyes catch mine while I secretly try to steal another glance to soak in her beauty. Her soft hand reaches over and strokes my cheek. Biting her lips, she grabs my face and her lips touch, charging the energy around us. Our kiss ignites an eternal fire that leaves me burning from the inside out. As our tongues explore each other's mouths, my hand trails into her athletic shorts and my fingers find the swollen bud between her thighs. I swallow her moan of pleasure that encourages my fingers to explore her hot centers, wet, slick folds. The more I tease her between her thighs, the more aggressive she becomes with her kissing. Her hot mouth trails down my throat, sending a zing of desire right to my clitoris, making me so wet and hungry for her. She sinks her teeth into my neck and bites me as I throw her over the edge of ecstasy as her sexual release rolls down her thighs covering my hand. Whew. I think I need a snack now. <laughs> what about you? Lennox questions me, hopping off the truck's bed. I nod, knowing that at that moment, I would follow her in front of a moving train if she asked, because this girl has me hypnotized, and a glance from her has me feeling certifiably insane. We walk across the field to the snack area, but instead of veering towards the table of snacks, Lennox continues to walk into the wooded area just a few feet away. She holds out her hand to me. I grab it as she picks up her pace until we're in a more secluded area. I thought you wanted a snack, I ask confused, as she pushes me up against the tree. Lennox sinks to her knees, unsnapping my shorts and pulling them down my legs. She sinks a finger into my soaking, wet pussy, making me whimper in the light. Then she answers, oh. I'm about to have a snack, gorgeous. <laughs> Just not the one that you thought. 
A loud gasp leaves my body as my naive mind catches the sexual innuendo. Before I can protest, her lips brush against my swollen sex, causing me to lose all train of thought. When her tongue touches my clitoris with just one lick, passion ignites within me, feeling as if my whole body is set ablaze. I'm shocked. The heat of my body doesn't cause the woods to combust into flames. As her tongue penetrates my damp center, my back braces the tree behind me so I don't lose my balance from being weak in the knees from the onslaught of desire. Damn, this girl has the tongue of a goddess and wields it like a legendary swordsman. Every stroke of her tongue and caress of her soft fingers to my wet pussy gives me full body shudders like an addict needing their next hit of cane. Lennox is not only a master of eating pussy, but she takes her time and delights in my responses, prioritizing my pleasure while lapping between my thighs. This girl worships pussy. She devours it like it's her favorite snack and the best treat on earth. I feel my legs begin to shake as she picks up the pace of her two fingers moving in and out of my entrance as she sucks and licks circles around my clitoris. She doesn't let up or show me any mercy until my legs begin to shake and I see not just stars but the Milky Way galaxy behind my closed eyes as I ride the transcendent wave of sexual pleasure from one orgasm into the next. Stop! I, I can't take anymore. I stutter with quivering lips, causing her to giggle as she gently slides her fingers out from inside of me. Oh shit, I can't control my shaking as I redress myself. She grabs my hand, dragging me back to the movie viewing. We snuggle back onto the bed of Ryder's truck and I kiss her forehead, feeling closer to Lennox than I'd ever felt to anyone before. Lennox Stewart is a fucking game changer. After sex with her, she has me rethinking my love for Ryder. Hell, even my sexuality. I mean, is it possible that Lennox could be the one for me? I watch the reddish-orange flames of the fire dance as I aimlessly draw circles in the dirt with the left toe of my beat-up Converse sneaker, lost in thought. Today, we hiked Pike National Forest with the campers, and I found myself sick with envy. I started the hike eager to be paired with Tatum. We walked arm in arm and were having a blast until our group merged with Ryder and Lennox's hiking group. It should have been more fun to hike with the rest of the trail with my two best friends and new friend, but Ryder and Lennox's flirtatious banter made me want to push them off the closest cliff. It was a maddening experience. The craziest part of the situation is that after the movie night with Lennox, I was more confused if I was jealous of the attention Ryder gave Lennox or vice versa. I retired from the hike with a massive migraine, leaving the trail to go back to the cabins to scream my frustration into my pillow. 
Now I sit at yet another nighttime camp counselor secret party in the woods, trying to use alcohol to calm my mind. Alcohol is supposed to be a truth serum, right? It's free. So the more I drink, the more I should know what my heart wants. In my mind, I believe making mental notes of all the things I love about Ryder and all the things I've come to love about Lennox. Lennox smells nice, like honeysuckle and sweet, sweet vanilla. Lennox and I bond over mommy issues. Lennox and I are creatives. But Ryder. Ryder makes me feel important, valued, and alive in a way that no one else has ever ever been able to make me feel. Even in an alcohol-induced surreal state of mind, my heart beats for Ryder fucking Madrid. I stumble to my feet, abandoning my cup, and walk over to Tatum, who's losing horribly at a game of beer pong. I clumsily fall into the table, committing the ultimate party foul. I hear boos and loud groans as Tatum and her partner receive an automatic forfeit. Damn, Valentina, you're wasted, babe. Tatum drunkenly giggles, lifting me to my feet and slinging my arm around her shoulder. We walk to a lawn chair with Tatum supporting most of my weight. I ungracefully plop down into her lap, (laughs) making her giggle. Tatum has a warm, sexy body that brings me comfort. I cuddle her for a second, trying to get my bearings before talking to Ryder. I'm going to grow some ovaries and let him know that I, Valentino Delgado, am, in fact, the one for him. Tatum will understand, plus, even if Ryder and I are official, that doesn't mean Tatum can't still play with us. Besides, the more Tatum steps into her defiant sexuality, does she even want to play with us or explore with other camp counselors? I lay in Tatum's warm, delicate embrace, feeling safe, secure, and at home. Outside of Ryder, Tatum is the only other person that has felt like a peaceful, safe place for me, if security and home could even be a person. I feel a pang in my heart as I take in the beauty of Tatum's face. I mull it over in my head by placing myself in Tatum's shoes. Would I see it as a betrayal if Tatum were the one to profess her love to Ryder without speaking to me about it first? The guilt weighs heavily in the pit of my stomach because it would be a betrayal. I lean up and kiss Tatum gently on the lips. She lays her forehead against mine. I revel in our quiet, sweet moments of intimacy and affection. I muster up all of my liquid courage and confess, I'm in love with Ryder. At first, I don't think Tatum hurt me because her eyes don't open. Her insanely long lashes don't even flutter against her cheeks. But then her hand caresses my cheek gently, which successfully soothes my nerves. Babe, you don't want to be in love with Ryder Madrid. Rye is a friend. The bestest friend. But... Ryder is not the man you give your heart to. He'll break it. Ryder loves sex. He won't latch himself to one moment. He is the definition of a tool. Tatum says softly, playing with into my French braid. I feel fiery, red-hot anger burn in my soul. How 
dare she belittle and brush off my feelings when I supported her in her sexuality news? How fucking dare she? I think after all this time, I know what I feel for Ryder, and if it were real, at least, I think. How dare you? How dare you say such horrible things about Rye? Especially when he's not here to defend himself. Ryder deserves love too, Tay-Tay. I yell, jerking out of her embrace and sitting up. Tatum looks around and holds a finger to her lips. Ryder does. Everyone deserves butterflies and an endless deep burning love. Tina, you're aware he screws half the camp's female staff every summer, right? <laughs> we are not special. That's why he calls this place Camp Coochie. Ryder isn't this nice, sweet guy you've always seen him as in your head. I love him. He's forever my best friend. But he's not seven-year-old Rye anymore. Hasn't been for a long time. Tina, you're so sweet and so gentle. I just don't want us ruined as the perfect trio. The three amigos, if he can't love you back in the same way. Tatum softly says, rubbing my back. I shook her arms off of me and stand up. My head is spinning, and I'm unsure if it's more so from the possible truth bombs Tatum's dropped or the alcohol causing my head to swim. I need clarity. I need Lennox's opinion on the matter. I storm off from Tatum and ask some of the other camp counselors if they've seen Lennox. One of the girls informs me she went to collect campfire supplies. I walk away from the party, heading deeper into the woods to find Lennox. The further I walk, I hear muffled voices talking in a light laugh that zings a bolt of pleasure to my clitoris. It sounds just like Lennox's contagious, flirty, sweet sing-song laughter. Since the only light I have guiding my steps is the moon, I use the flashlight on my phone to light a path for me to follow their voices. As I near, I hear gruff moans. My mouth falls open like a hooked fish. I'm frozen in place out of shock. I stand 20 feet away from Ryder and Lennox. Lennox's full, pert breasts are exposed. Her blush-colored nipples are erect from arousal. She has her head tilted up, facing the night sky. She's fully nude, leaning back on her elbows on a picnic table. Her thighs splayed wide as Ryder's head bobs between her legs. I turn to leave, but I find myself moving behind a tree to watch them, like some peeping tom. They're such an attractive couple. They could make millions for any adult film company. Ryder pulls away to strip naked. Once undressed, he approaches Lennox and begins caressing and teasing her nipples. He uses his tongue, mouth, and hands to bring her to the brink of a nipple orgasm. But he stops while Lennox appears on the edge of climax. Ryder grabs her by her nipples and pulls her into a standing position. He leads her to the side of the picnic table with a firm grasp on her nipples. The rough way in which Ryder handles Lennox makes my core slick with arousal, causing me to rub my thighs together for relief. I shove my hand down my athletic shorts to stroke circles and tap my pulsing engorged clitoris as I watch Ryder let go of Lennox's nipples and then slap them. I hear a loud moan come from her mouth. 
as I watch her perfect porn star tits jiggle. Ryder flips Lennox around and folds her in half so she's facing the table. He plunges into her from behind, riding her roughly like a jockey using her two ponytails as reins. He fucks her without control, and their sex is so primal. Watching these two beautiful specimens fuck in the woods with no qualms is the best sex I've ever seen. The air is must with sex sense. All you can hear is harsh breathing, dirty words, and flesh slapping against flesh. I feel my cheeks flush as I watch and stroke myself, unable to take my eyes away from this erotic scene. I feel my orgasm build up, and we all three orgasm together. As soon as I see Ryder collapse on top of Lennox's back, I run away from the scene, afraid they may find me and think of me as a creep. But I'm also ashamed of my actions of warriorism and angered by the nerve of them to have secret rendezvous. What was happening to Ryder Tatum and me? Did I like girls because I was so turned on from watching Lennox be pleasured, rode hard, and shattered from ecstasy? This summer has just been one big mindfuck. I take a swig of water to quench my thirst, wiping sweat from my brow. Today is a really hot summer day, but a beautiful day to take the campers out on the lake in canoes. So a couple of counselors are working effortlessly to clean up the safety gear and canoes to make this a successful day for the campers. I toss some water over my head, letting it cool my body and refresh me. Hey, I hear, making me jump as I turn to look behind me. Shit, right? You scared me. What's up? I coyly ask, feeling the heat rise in my cheeks as I feel the fiery heat of desire in my lower belly as I see flashbacks of the night of him rolling Lennox in the woods. Ryder gives me a little smile, but I can't read his expression behind his aviator sunglasses. Ryder is super hot, standing in front of me in nothing but board shorts with his broad, muscular upper body exposed. His tan skin makes my mouth water. I want to lick the sweat off of every inch of this man. You seem distant these few days, babe. I just want to see how you're doing. I've missed you, Tina, Ryder says, hugging me and making my feet dangle off the ground due to our height difference. Ryder holds me in a way that we're practically nose to nose, which makes me giggle. Valentina, I love you, Ryder exclaims. I love you too, Rye, I say, putting a soft kiss on his lips. He gently places me back on the ground. After what I witnessed in the woods and what taken him to Volch, I've been paying closer attention to Ryder's interactions with the other female camp counselors. It hurt like fucking hell. It was a devastating blow to my fragile self-esteem to realize the man I think I romantically love is the biggest fuckboy of all times. No, Listen, Tina, I think it's more than a friendly, I love you. I feel deeper and stronger for you than I do Tatum. Hell, any girl. I've been thinking about it since in the car ride here, Ryder says, grabbing both of my hands in his. I'm taken aback because had he said this weeks ago, I would have been over the moon. But now, his words fall flat and feel disingenuous. That's called an orgasm, right? I joke, 
pulling my hands out of his hold and walking towards the group, but he stops me. I look over my shoulder and back at him. My eyes follow his gaze to Tatum and Lennox playing around with the water hose. They are spraying themselves down like a wet t-shirt contest, more so than using it for the canoes. Lennox and Tatum were stealing kisses from one another as they horseplay. Lennox was a wet dream if you ever saw one. She blows me a kiss, causing my bikini bottoms to get wet with arousal. Lennox wants to eat me, Ryder states apprehensively. The pit of my stomach sinks as his words settle between us. My heart feels like it's barely sputtering along at this point in the conversation. Hell, all summer thus far. Oh yeah? What are you going to do? I ask, my voice coming out brittle and small, failing to mask my heart. What do you think? Ryder questions, pulling his aviators on top of his head and revealing his baffled expression. She's fucking hot. Funny. And one of the best girls I've met. If I were you, I'd date her. You wouldn't have to ask me twice. The words slip out thoughtlessly from my mouth. Ryder and I stand there staring at one another. At that moment, I didn't feel any jealousy about convincing the man I'd been pining over to go and be with a knockout. I felt hurt and betrayal coursing through my veins due to Lennox's actions. Maybe Tatum is right. Maybe I'm not in love with Ryder Madrid after all. Let him tell it he was in love with me, but I was in love with his new summer fling, or our summer fling. Our perfect trio just got a whole lot bigger and more complicated. This summer has left my mind swimming with a lot of unanswered questions. Did I even like men? Was Ryder really my forever person? Or was it a badass, sexy, platinum blonde bombshell in cutoff shorts with piercing gray-blue eyes? Oh, to be a young teen girl again. <laughs> Psych, you cannot pay me any amount of money to be a teen girl again. Growing up is so hard to do, and it seems like Tina is learning that in a not-so-fun way this summer. Do you think she'll regret telling Ryder that he should date Lennox? I mean, think about it. What would you have done in that situation? It seems like Lennox's whole goal was to break up the perfect trio. Eventually, all things, good or bad, have to come to an end. <laughs> or do they? <laughs> Oh, so hot and sexy bedtime stories from Lala's Bedtime Thanks for tuning in to this week's Erotic Tale. For more erotic stories, sex tips, love advice, and sexual education, check out lalasbedtimetales.com and add me on Instagram for more erotic and sensual content at Lala's Bedtime Tales. Please comment and share your fave sexy bedtime stories with erotica enthusiasts like you and me. Ta-ta until next time, sexies. <laughs>